Welcome into 2 for Drafts. Austin Gale here, the host of 2 for Drafts, a Rookies and Draft Prospects podcast. Today, Mike and I looking at a 2022, 2022 NFL mock draft. We're going to go through all 32 picks, highlight some of the players that we'll be talking about for the next 12 months. Up until the next 2022, or until the next NFL draft, should be quite the treat. All right, let's get it. to 2022 the 2022 nfl mock draft is live it'll look nothing like what the actual draft looks like but it gives us an opportunity really to look at some players that are going to be in the know or being talked about a ton over this next 12 months yes yeah it's i haven't gone in on the obviously i'm going to be doing a guide again over the course of the summer so i haven't done a super deep dive on these guys i've watched a good deal of these players, though, a lot of these guys graded out really well. I'm, I'll say class strengths going forward in this one, corners. Yeah, the corner This class. is a sick cornerback class. We'll, we'll get to some in this. I, I think you got a little better edge talent in terms of guys who could come in more NFL-ready than this past year's class. But, man, corner is the one that really stands out to me. I, I think there's some offensive line talent to be had as well. But uh, quarterbacks are going to obviously be the talk. There's really, I don't even love Sam Howell. There's really only one guy that I feel good about will be at the top of the draft, and it's the number one pick to the Houston Texans, Spencer Rattler. Number one pick, Houston Texans, Spencer Rattler. So why Rattler over guys like Sam Howell, Keaton Slovis, these guys? Rattler's, one, got arm talent for days. He's not, it's not like Trey Lancian, but he's at least Trey Lancian? In terms of the cannon that he's got, like it's not up to that level, uh, but it's it's up there with like Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, like the dude can sling it. Now the size will be the sort of talk around Spencer Rattler. He is six one two zero five, um, not big, that's for damn sure. But this past year, first year starter, ninety two point five passing grade, almost a ten percent big time throw rate, which is kind of absurd. Uh, <laughs> like very absurd. Yeah. Like the guy can, guy can hit windows down the football field. And he's an athlete as well. Makes plays outside the pocket. I think he's the highest grade quarterback outside the pocket this past season. Um, there's just a lot to like about his game. Now, some boneheaded throws on his tape. That's for sure. There's some ugly games. The uh, Texas one stands out as it was just like, oof. What was he doing? Some of the. Some of the plays in that one, Kansas State as well. But four turner worthy plays against Kansas yeah. State, too. It was, I mean, I think he has a it's not roller coaster, but it's kind of similar to fuck. I'm not making that comment. I won't say it. I won't say it. I won't say it. But some of the concerns about a certain quarterback that plays really well in the NFL now, that everyone the best quarterback in the NFL now. I won't oh. say his name. I won't say his name. Some of the concerns where you saw, like, oh my gosh, he can make any throw in the world. Like he can make he can make no, all again, these- he's Patrick Mahomes, that's what you're saying. <laughs> But some of those same concerns, like, oh my gosh, your arm talent's insane. Yeah. Yeah. He can do so much down the football field. But with that, with those risks, with that heightened number of risks, he's mm-hmm. a heightened number of turnover plays. Like it's just gonna happen. Yeah. Like it's not it's not the same as James Winston, where he's making 
a ton of boneheaded decisions. And like these are turnover plays like linebackers. Post he's ever seen. Yeah. I think life. this is more, hey, when you have a guy that has a over 10 you know, yards averaged up to target and is trying to sling it in the yeah. tight windows down the football field all day long, he's going to have a, a higher turnover worthy play mm-hmm. rate than maybe some of these other guys. Yeah. So Rattler, though, there's bad on his tape, but he's was a retro freshman last year. So. Very interested to see if like he can, he can if he adds this. that grade like if Spencer Rattler so ninety two point five this past year if he clears ninety again man it's gonna be very tough not to see him as the number one QB like he adds well, to this and, and improves he, in areas if he gets stronger too like if he comes back and he's like six one two fifteen looks solid then we can then it's like okay this dude's this dude's it yeah all right number two though you still have quarterback Sam Howell of North Carolina going to the Detroit Lions at number two I got Howell up there. I think he's super talented. That offense is just very college. He threw 132 RPOs last year. It's 24, 25 more than anyone else in the country. It's RPOs and go balls and not a lot of complexity on his tape. And now Can Fernar, one of the stronger arms in the class, good size, 225 pounds, 6'1". Just that offense will be a concern and it's obviously not going to change in 2021. So that will be like talked about a lot with them coming out, but passing grades of 83.3 is freshman in 2019 as a starter, 91.5 this past year, a lot to like, but to me, a clear like step behind Rattler at this point. I think the, obviously the simplicity of the offense will be a concern, but the other thing too, is that, I mean, the numbers could look worse this year. With Diaby Brown gone, yes, Daz yes. Newsom gone, Carter, Williams, like this is going to be a completely different skill group for Sam Howell, so much that you could see more, you know, concerns on his tape. Maybe not so maybe not to the level where like Kyle yeah. Trask fell. Like remember after that bowl game where like he didn't have any of his talent, and then like everyone like yeah. stopped considering him a first round player. Like you could see I mean Sam Howell is not gonna have the same level of talent. So you could see the numbers look worse for him after mm-hmm. this year, and that could obviously affect his stock as well. All right, first non quarterback off the board, New York Jets at three, grabbing Man, this guy has been talked about on this podcast for a long time. He is one of the more hashtag fun to watch players in college football. Derek Stingley Jr. of LSU, like an insane, insane cornerback prospect coming out. The number one cornerback on PFS board probably right now. Yes. Highest grade cornerback college football is a true fresher, 2019, 91.7 coverage grade. Didn't quite live up to that same dominance this past year. Also battled injuries this but past year. But battled injuries and only still allowed a completion percentage against a 46.7. Only 163 yards on 213 coverage snaps. Like, was still very good. Just was not the best cornerback in the nation like he was as a true freshman when he only allowed 38.3 completion percentage. I, I don't overthink it was Stingley. Like, if he comes back this year and doesn't, like, he's ran a 4-3 coming out. He's 6'1", 195. Like, the dude can play corner. The other thing, too, is, like, leading the country, obviously, as a true freshman in, in, in PFF coverage grade, is awesome, but he also like looked the part the entire way and saw legit competition the yeah. entire way. Like he was going against top dogs every single week, and still, still came out as the highest graded cornerback uh, as a true freshman. All right, number four, Cincinnati Bengals edge defender Kayvon Thibodeau of Oregon. My God, this guy's tape. He might be the best player in the Pac-12 since he's entered the Pac-12. Like that's how good he's been. Yeah. Maybe not better than Panay Sewell, but still, defensively, this guy is an absolute game wrecker. Yeah. So 34 pressures in only seven games this past year. 12 against USC in that Pac-12 championship game. Um, 
the 6'5", 250, still lean, like still can get bigger. Like that has that long, lanky edge body you want and is still kind of developing into it. He could get up to... The Kawhi Leonard frame? Yeah, the, the Kawhi Leonard. The, the ideal frame for like literally any sport that you have to... That involves a ball. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Thibodeau, he's the real deal. Like it, it, this is... I, I believe, I would say right now, obviously it's still, we're a ways out. I think he's going to be comfortably a better edge prospect than anyone this past year's class. I also think he's probably one of those guys, uh, you have Stingley here, but he would probably be an early favorite, if not close to it, to be the first non-quarterback yeah. off the board. He is going to be a very well-liked prospect when it's all said and done. Next guy here, I think a lot of people don't aren't maybe as high on him as you are. I haven't seen him in a lot of other high-end 2022 mock drafts, but DeMarvin Leal, Texas A&M, 6'4", 290-pounder, defensive interior. Yeah, so he kind of plays inside and outside for Texas A&M. They do that with, or have done that with some of their DTs and edge guys in recent years. So he's 6'4", 290. Um, 88.3 grade this past season. Uh, started as true freshman as well, where he under 68.8 overall grade. Uh, he's got, he's far more skilled than like a lot of the DTs in this past class. Like he, you see spin moves on his tape. You see him use his hands really well. And he's a pretty explosive athlete too. So like this guy, I, I think after, like, obviously I put him in the fucking top five, but I, I feel very good about him being an upper half of the first round type of DT when he comes out. Man, looking at his like per game pressure totals, had three pressures in every game after the first two weeks. Texas yeah. A&M knocks some rust off, and then was dude on dude was on an absolute tear. Texas A&M. All right, jumping now to, um, I don't know if I said it, but Jacksonville Jaguars taking Marvin Leal there. Philadelphia Eagles at six take quarterback Emory Jones, Florida. Emory Jones right now is not a top ten quarterback. I was gonna say we went from. Guys I feel very strongly about as incredibly talented and very good at football already to we're starting to make projections. We're starting to project forward because Emory Jones has 286 career snaps. He has 99 career dropbacks. We do not know a ton about Emory Jones, but I know he's ridiculously talented. I know he's one of the best runners at the quarterback position and Last year earned an 86.1 rushing grade on 31 attempts. When he came in for Florida, like usually he was kind of this change of pace runner throughout the season. I thought when he came in against Oklahoma, though, you saw some good things he could do as a pure passer. Has a very as a strong arm, showed some touch down the football field. I could throw on the move as well. Six two two ten. There is a lot to like we just really haven't seen it. I, I think he's going to an offense, though, that's going to be very conducive to him looking good next season. I think Dan talent. Mullen is going to yeah. do some wonders with this guy. Yeah. that's the On the Chris thing. Collinsworth podcast, he had Urban Meyer on, who obviously worked with Dan Mullen in the past. I think you talk about what Dan Mullen has done for them. And, and I do think that Emory Jones, dude, if he can if he can live up to expectation, he's going to at least put up numbers. Whether yeah. or not he's a top 10 pick, top 15 pick, he's going to put up some absolute banana land numbers for Florida this upcoming season. All right, jumping to Nick Benito, guy that's graded really well for PFF for a while now. Nick Benito of Oklahoma, yeah. the edge defender, going to the Giants at seven. Another projection here. I'm projecting that it gets bigger and stronger. Like That was the biggest thing with Benito, why he comes back to school. Twitchy edge dude has a ton of moves already. Or nine three point six pass rushing grade this past year it was dominant every single game on his tape there at Oklahoma, but he is just not that big six three two forty. He is undersized. If he can add some muscle and explosiveness to his frame, 
not much stopping this guy. If he can get to the 250 range, like that, he can be a top 10 to 15 pick if he maintains that level of athleticism. But that's with all those undersized guys, it's always kind of a play. It's like always, can they put on that weight? Because you don't, you, you pretty much have to, unless you are already Von Miller, you got to get up to the 250 range. Next one, Las Vegas Raiders, WF cornerback, Kyer Elam of Florida. Guy that, as a true freshman, graded awesome. 89.8 coverage grade across 207 coverage snaps. Was one of those guys that everyone at PFF was like, man, look out for his 2020. Didn't quite expand. Didn't have a better grade in 2020, just an 81.0 coverage grade in 2020, but still looked very good. Damn good. 6'2", 193, a guy that I do think Kyer Elam He's not, I don't know. I'm not ready to say he's going to compete even with Stingland to be CB1, but I think a lot of people are going to like Elam too. And again, it's just going to speak to how good this cornerback class is. Yeah, first career, a completion percentage against of 42.9. He has been very, very good. 6'2", 183 is a long dude. He's got his hands on. Nine nine pass breakups this past year, two picks. Uh, just another guy like this cornerback class. You just watch him like, damn, like height, length, movement skills. And then he's graded out obviously exceptionally well. It's like that. That's it's a rarity, especially with you know, cornerbacks being under attack throughout college football. Next one here. This one's pretty chalky. A lot of people like Evan Neal coming out of Alabama. Dude's an absolute monster. Six foot seven, three sixty. Probably won't get the uh, probably won't get the Mackay Becton comps, but I mean this dude's this dude's huge. This dude's absolutely huge. Yes, uh, it's been starting since his true freshman year. And when you he's earn- been starting since he was born. Okay, this <laughs> yeah. guy's been the first uh, the first player picked in everything he's played. Basically, you come into Alabama and start as a true freshman. It's like okay, especially on the offensive line. Pick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. On the, on the offensive line. line, you're a first rounder. Uh, and Neil has looked such the part. He said absolutely enormous. 86.4 run blocking grades past year. 73.1 pass blocking. Only nine pressures all season. He's this guy's a dude. So he left guard as a freshman, right tackle this past year. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to kick over to the left side or not, but if he does and plays well, like you can, you can pencil this guy into the first round at that point. Atlanta Falcons taking your guy next safety, Kyle Hampton of Notre Dame. We watched a ton of Notre Dame games together last year. I mean, he was one of the better players on that defense and one of the youngest players on that defense as well. Like Kyle Hamilton consistently, consistently making plays in coverage. Yeah. So as a freshman earns the 89.4 coverage grade this past year, 78.3, um, to, to me, his best attribute is just like his tackling in space. Now, now he still missed 10 tackles last year, but he comes downhill quickly and violently that you would expect a guy that plays the way he does to miss a lot more. But he's 6'4", 220 safety. He is massive. This guy, to me, I wrote here, he's like Isaiah Simmons that stays at safety full time. Like he, He's that type of rangy, long dude. To be that big and have that range. Athletic. Yeah, he's still that athletic. Um yeah, safeties obviously don't go in the first round a lot, but when you look like that, I think he still does. All right, number 11, New York Giants. Moving on from Daniel Jones, taking quarterback Malik Willis of Liberty. <laughs> if they're drafted at 11 overall, things it's, didn't go It's good. time. Yeah, it's time. It, it's time. So Malik Willis of Liberty might be the most fun to watch quarterback after Spencer Rattler. His tape is absurd. We were just sharing, me, you, and Steve Palazzolo in a group chat just sharing clips that we've been watching. It's like, oh my God, you see this throw? You see this throw? He is the guy that everyone's going to be like, the arm talent's going to draw everyone in. I'm Malik yeah. Wills. I shit you yeah. not, regardless of the fact that he plays at Liberty, the arm talent's going to draw everyone in. Cannon. Like, any, anywhere. Like, on the it's run. It's effortless, too. And, yeah, it's effortless. It's so smooth. Can sling it. And, and he's also 
one hell of an athlete in terms of like as a runner you see him shoot guys out of their shoes like he's not just a oh like some guys like mark smirio is fast mark smirio is not juking dudes as a runner comes out runs four or five but he's not really going to be a runner malik willis is really a runner like with the ball in his hands knows how to create so it's going to be an interesting projection because 75.5 passing grade is last season almost as many turnover worthy places big time throws yeah he's still uh kind of like mud i mean putty you know he still needs to prove a lot in there. He, he's just he's so inconsistent sloppy like game to game and just with his like footwork and whatnot things that you would hope by now as a redshirt junior because he's started his career at auburn bo nicks beats him out transfers to liberty this last year at liberty is the first time we've seen him start in 2020 but Damn, dude, the, the, what he brings to the table physically is absurd. Let's take a quick break to pay the bills here. Check out PFS Podcast Network, which covers everything in the NFL, college, and fantasy football. Don't just listen to two foreign drafts. Ian Harditz, our senior fantasy analyst, has a fantastic fantasy football podcast to help you get the leg up on all of your fantasy football leagues, DFS, redraft, all that stuff. And then also the PFF forecast. If you are betting and not listening to the PFF forecast, you are making a mistake. George Shahuri and Eric Eager have the best betting podcast on the market. Check out all of PFF's podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. In these uncertain times, life is full of questions. Like, when should I start thinking about life insurance? However difficult these questions may be, Western Southern can help you answer them. Backed by over 130 years of experience, together we can look ahead to leave the unknown behind. Western Southern Financial Group, life insurance, retirement investments, compensated endorser, products issued by member companies of Western Southern Financial Group, Cincinnati, Ohio. If you guys watched the 2021 NFL Draft Show on PFF.com, YouTube, or Twitter, you saw we were decked in sweat. Taylor, my friends, dressed to the gills. I slept in those clothes. Slept in those clothes. We were on camera for 22 hours in those clothes. Probably the best clothes I've worn. Probably the best clothes I own. If you're like me and you're tired of trying to find jeans that fit right, no matter what your build is and still look good, we're introducing the newest sponsor for Two for One Drafts, Sweat Taylor, a premium menswear brand premium menswear brand that is defining a new kind of casual from jackets and pants to joggers and hoodies sweat tailors designs are made to seamlessly fit your life moving from runway to office office to drinks and drinks to wherever the night takes you specializing in athleisure wear for men pieces are designed with comfort and versatility in mind for every day use promo code pff sweat for 25% off, that's PFF-SWEAT, S-W-E-T, for 25% off your SweatTailor.com order. Big names are headlining this weekend's UFC 262 card. From Nate Diaz to Michael Chandler, there will be no shortage of action. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a heavyweight offer for this weekend's fight with 101 odds. One fighter will be walking away with the belt. Will you be walking away with the cash? Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable place so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on the main card fighter to win. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code PFF to turn $1 into $100 and on select main card fighters for limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older at New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-WITH-IT. 
Um, next one here, you have tackle coming out of Washington. Jackson Kirkland going to the Washington football team. Six foot seven, two ninety five. Guy that just played four games this past year, all at left tackle. Eighty six point six pass blocking grade this past year. Yeah, he's a guy that likely he kind of got screwed. Like this guy would have been probably drafted highly had they, had they had a full season in Washington. Mm -hmm. He got screwed by the pandemic, only playing four games this past year because he had started his career at guard. We talked about the. Washington tackles the year prior. Um, names fucking eluding me right now. Caleb McGarry? Had, oh, no, oh, no. no. It was. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, they had, they had a couple good tackles the year prior. They both move on. Kirkland kicks out to left tackle. And only pr two pressures in four games. It looked very good there, but it's like only four games of tape at left tackle. He comes back and has another year like that where it's just over a full season. You're going to see this guy likely towards the first round. All righty. Keaton Slovis going quarterback to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Got a lot of quarterbacks going in the top 15. Is that just, is this another good quarterback class? Um, I, I don't say it's a good quarterback class. Like I'm saying, this a lot of these are projection guys and like Willis. Trying to get some names out Jones. too. You're just trying to get some names, names out. out. Exactly. Trying to kind of give a preview of what to expect from the, like where. Talk the, about a guy where Keaton Slovis too. It's like you turn on some of those games, you're like, what in the hell? Are you doing? Yeah. There's, there's some of these picks, man. It's like, what is this guy thinking? They <laughs> really are, man. Um, but he's accurate with the football when he wants to place the ball, like down the football field, can put the ball when he's where not he making wants bad it, decisions. When he's not making bad decisions. There you go. Doesn't have that strong of an arm. That's why when Trash said he was the number one overall <laughs> pick two years, and I was like, dude, I don't see it. And he's still skinny, 6'2, 200. Obviously, only a true sophomore will get bigger. But 80.8 passing grade as a true freshman, 80.1 as a sophomore. And that high grade as a true freshman is rare, but more turnover than he plays in big time throws this past year. He's, he's got some work to do this upcoming season. Also, like having lost a lot of the receivers. Now, USC replenishes, yeah. but Amon Ross, St. Brown, Tyler Fawns, not walking through that door. Man, we'll see. We'll see. All right, another Georgia edge here. Six foot five, two twenty-five. Adam Anderson turned it on a little bit late. Ninety-two point five pass rushing grade this past year. Only eighty-five snaps, but man, playing behind a deep one hit. Eight total pressures against Cincinnati. My this goodness. guy's one of my calls. This guy's gonna be fucking awesome, Adam Anderson. <laughs> so now it's not a huge call because he was a former five-star recruit, but he is six five, two thirty. And to me, this guy can actually he could actually get up to two fifty. I have worries about Benito maybe keeping some muscle on and getting. Uh, keeping his explosiveness, I think Anderson's going to do it. So on 196 career pass rushing snaps, 51 pressures. Over I've 25. never seen those numbers. That, that He's been electric when he's been on the football field, but he must not be able to play the run because that's why you know Georgia, they have run Tuesdays or whatever. Bloody Tuesdays, Bloody Tuesdays, they only play run. That must be why because he only comes out on passing downs. But and lights him on fire. But he does. Like. He lights it on fire. This 51 total pressures awesome. on only 196 pass rushing snaps across three years is crazy. He gets off the line faster than Aziz Ojolari. I, I watched like a dozen of their clips of their just like both of them trying to find both of them go speed rush. Adam Anderson's like a yard up further upfield getting off. I'm just like, holy shit. This guy's got something. Um, just no interest needs, in the run game. <laughs> he needs to, exactly. Because former five-star not not even getting starting caliber reps until, yeah. you know, this time. Obviously, Georgia's had a lot of talented edge defenders over the past few years, but still, like, to only see that many is is, is interesting, especially with as good of explosives as you're saying. All right, our, our guy here, Tennessee, wide receiver one, Garrett Wilson, Ohio State, goes to Tennessee Titans at 15. Yes, Wilson, man. It, he's such a talented route runner, and he's good athlete, good at the catch point. 
he's just got that kind of it factor at wide receiver that he's just gonna be good, man. Just he had some. Good. I think uh, Ohio State had like a spring game or something recently. Dude's still just putting on an absolute show. It's like he is gonna be a freaking treat to watch this year, especially with Chris Olave back too. Like that offense is gonna be insane. I'm, I'm excited. Ohio State just continues to reload. All right, next guy here, Trent McDuffie, cornerback, Washington. Another Washington guy. Washington's got some talent there. Um, only another guy, this cornerback class, heading into his junior year, that 2019 cornerback recruiting class, absolutely loaded, apparently, because all these guys coming up, true juniors. And plus, that's all Jimmy Lake. Like, Jimmy Lake is the nation's best-kept secret in that he just continues to – he was, what, the defensive backs coach and then the defense coordinator. Now he's the head coach. Like, he has recruited defensive back talent and developed it yeah. at Washington. A low-key DBU. A low-key DBU. Low-key DBU. A 52, 52 yards against in four games all last year. Uh, pretty damn good. And as a true freshman, only 339 yards on, uh, gosh, 436 coverage snaps. So well under one yard per coverage snap. As a true freshman, those numbers, you see those, you're like, oh, shit, that guy's probably got a little something. Also, Loki, an incredible tackler. Only two missed tackles on 64 attempts in his career. He, though, does not have the kind of length profile of – the other dudes that we've talked about, Kyer Elam, Derek Stingley, doesn't have that top end size. He's only 5'11", 195. And if you're not listed at six foot and you're a college corner, it's probably 5'10". Uh, but I, I do think that this is still a first-round type of prospect. His movement skills are exceptional. Next one. And so you had Trent McDuffie going to the Minnesota Vikings. And then the Los Angeles Chargers at 17 grabbed George Karloftis, Purdue Edge, guy who is exactly your type. You fall in love with these guys every year. What's that supposed to mean? Good you like the power players. ends. The you power like, ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah you like the end. power ends. This guy is. He's six foot four, two seventy. Beef, beefcake in the run game. Just absolute. A lot to handle. Um, Fifty-five pressures as a true freshman. Injuries this past year. Uh, only played in three of Purdue's games. But this true freshman tape. Fifty-five pressures is like an insane number for a true yeah. freshman. Didn't come off the football field. Eight hundred forty-three snaps that year. True freshman. Yeah. This guy's awesome. Zach Allen, clone, coming in hot right there for the, the Chargers. New Orleans Saints at 18, grab quarterback Martin Emerson. Mississippi State, the cornerbacks are coming off the board. So I've seen some of the other corners that I've – Elam, Stingley, McDuffie. I've seen those guys hyped up. I haven't seen a ton of hype for Emerson. But I go back and watch his tape, and I was very impressed. A guy who's – he played as a true freshman for them back in 2019. This past year, though, 82.9 coverage grade on a full season's worth of snaps. Um, only 306 yards and 410 coverage snaps in the SEC with the SEC offense this year. That's pretty damn good. Uh, 12 pass breakups also. Uh, long dude. I, I, I was very impressed with his hips too at that size. So, Arn Emson, name to watch outside of maybe the guys you hear more about cornerbacks. Name to watch. All right, 19, Philadelphia Eagles edge, Drake Jackson, USC. Is he even in the same tier as Thibodeau? No, not yet. He's got – you see it with him. He's still not a good pass rusher, but you see, like, the explosiveness combo. He had one spin move. I forget who it was against this past year where I was like, oh, shit. Where it was just like, that was quick as hell. Uh, he's 6'4", 255. Now, only played the, the stupid Pac-12 season. I'll keep lamenting it all fucking offseason about how yeah. dumb they were uh, and how – they're just like what we got six games from this past year just wasn't it's difficult to eval but only six six point six pass rushing game but look for him to make a pretty massive leap coming to 2021 
Next, Sauce Gardner, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, cornerback, University of Cincinnati, 6'2", 188, guy who has been hyped up for a while here in Cincinnati, 90.2 PFF coverage grade in 2019, 77.7 in 2020. You look at completion percentage allowed, only 40.8%. Only 40.8% of 98 targets over the past two years has yeah. been allowed, completed. He has been an absolute dog for the University of Cincinnati defense and a really guy, a guy that graded, has graded really well and the stats are, are, are match up. Yeah, so the Cincinnati prospects, like Cincinnati's defense being as dominant as it was this past year, they were the guys in the upcoming classes. Yes. Him, Maje Sanders, like those were the guys, the reasons, the difference makers. Not, I mean, Derek Forrest and James Wiggins were good, but like yeah, these two guys are like legitimate prospects. These are legit, yes. Uh, Gardner, still a little bit of stick, though. Still kind of a skinny dude, but he fills out his frame. This guy's a first-round talent for sure. Sauce Gardner, jumping off of Sauce. Number 20, Philadelphia Eagles. Ama- oh, no, I just read that. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. Oh, Hi. Colts fans are going to hate that, but that's because they made the playoffs and the Eagles take your pick once you do. Man, brutal. New England Patriots at 21. They grab cornerback Noah Daniels, TCU. This guy I haven't heard too much about either, but he's explosive as hell. This guy, so you can hang clean 400 pounds, Noah Daniels. Now, he was a retro sophomore this past year. Could have got hurt, though, four games in. I thought his tape was good enough through four games that he could have like come out if he had obviously played a full season, but only six of 18 targets through those four games for 100 yards. Um, they, they got another guy there at TCU who's pretty good at corner of the names, eluding me, I should know. But uh, to me, Noah Daniels has much better uh, the speed profile. Like this guy can fly down the football field. So I think Daniels come back. They're going to have one of the best cornerback groups in the country next year at TCU. Next one here is a guy that I think is getting hyped up a ton coming out of South Carolina, Edge Defender, Kingsley Anogbar. Six foot four, 270, 89.2 pass rushing grade this past year, 23 total pressures in 2020, and 24 total pressures in 2019. Yeah, I'm going to have to go look up a pronunciation before I commit to anything on that last name. Yeah, but that Kingsley, was tough. Kingsley Anogbar, <laughs> I have no idea. He's, he's got the size length profile, 6'4, 270, long dude. Kind of an up and down season this past year as a junior. Um, Three years has been playing for South Carolina, but really broke out. Like you really saw it in certain games. Still kind of loose. Like it's probably the best way to describe him, where it's just like it's kind of flailing. Like there's something there, but it's not refined. It's not, doesn't look pretty, but he gets home because he is a high level athlete at that size. Um, 89.2 pass rushing grade excited to see what he can do with another year here at South Carolina. Next one here, Texas A&M off the tackle, Kenyon Green, six foot four, three twenty five, coming out of Texas A&M. This guy, so he has played guard for Texas A&M, of course, for his career, but six four, three twenty five, special explosiveness and movement skills. You see it every snap. Now he is not particularly two years starting. So he's been starting since true freshman year, 28 pressures, down to 10 pressures this past year, but that is at right guard and left guard, respectively. Going to play left tackle this year for Texas a I believe, and excited to see what he can do because he's a high-level athlete, but still kind of figuring it out there for the Aggies. Off the tackle out of Washington State, that's graded really well. Also has probably the most experience of any off the tackle in this class. Abraham Lucas, yeah. Washington State. Dudes has a ton of true pass rushing or pass blocking snaps in that Washington State offense. And you're you're going to get the tape. You have a lot of tape on Lucas. Yeah. So three years now. Sadly, only got to play you know, four games this past year. Pac-12. Dude, the Pac-12 is just catching straight. But only four pressures in four games. 
They obviously passed a ton there at Washington State, 1,718 pass blocking snaps. In his career, Lucas is a big, powerful dude, though, 6'7", 330. And for him to have pass blocked that well over the course of his career already is a the nice reps, ticket. The reps are also insane. Yeah. All right, next wide receiver off the board is Green Bay Packers grabbing one at the back end of the first round. Your wishful thinking hey, at the back end of the first round, it Dominic Blaylock of Georgia. Didn't he? So he did tear his ACL. Tore his ACL this past year. Yeah. Had a fairly solid. This guy's a big projection, though. 310 yards, uh, 18 catches as a true freshman, uh, playing mostly slot there for Georgia. Got some speed, some explosiveness. Excited to see what he does when he comes back. Because obviously, uh, Pickens, George Pickens, the, the wide receiver one for George, he tore his ACL. So he, yeah, that's Blaylock tough. will be getting some targets there in George's offense. Next one is uh, one of the guys that we hyped up for the 2021 NFL draft, but he decided to come out. Wide receiver Chris Olave of Ohio State going to the Cleveland Browns at 26. Yeah, not much more to talk about with Olave. Like, that's where he would have gone likely had he come out special so what's wild is that a lot of you know a lot of the cornerbacks i've talked to sean wade some others too that say he's the faster one between him and wilson yeah and wilson see, yeah. yeah you can see that i think wilson though has like just i feel like his movement skills feel different olave is more of that pure smooth speed that yeah. you see on the football field um am I, is it safe to say that this wide receiver class is not going to compare to uh 2021 i don't think it's as good i don't but now obviously a lot can change a lot can change all right, 27, Zach Harrison, Ohio State, uh, edge you maybe. Zach Harrison come, going to the Baltimore Ravens at 27. Yeah, so we haven't seen a ton of them. 499 career snaps over two years, but came on in a big way this past year. 22, 22 pressures, 86.6 pass rushing grade, 6'6", 255, a, a former top recruit. Like this guy's not, again, we have not close to the Boses or Chase Young early on in their career, but still pretty damn good. Mike Jones Jr., linebacker out of LSU, former Clemson guy, transfers yeah. to LSU, going to the Miami Dolphins at 28. He has been – he was awesome at Clemson. I And he, he I'm excited to see him in LSU. Yeah, I, I need to see him in a more traditional – so he played overhang. Kind of, kind of like Clemson's got that weird-ass defense. Yeah. That uh, the linebackers don't – like they only have like one linebacker a lot of times. And Jones is almost and like usually a safety. Venable's son. <laughs> Joe is like the safety linebacker hybrid that plays a lot more slot. But the fact that he, you know, earns a 90.2 coverage grade there in that role, exceptional. I think he transferred to LSU to basically just be like, I, I want to play linebacker. Like it's better for my fucking prospects for me to actually True. just be playing like a traditional linebacker. So I think that's why he transfers. But he's a very good athlete, six foot two twenty. Uh, excited to see what he does. That you know, you brought up the London Fletcher stuff about trying to get people in the right position. Them starting like that true linebacker, like Ben Bulware, Skalski, yeah. then his Brent Venable's own son. Like they're just like literally trying to get guys out there that may not nowhere nowhere near compares to like an Isaiah Simmons, a yeah. Mike Jones Jr., some of the other athletes that they've had. But those guys probably you know get the playbook pretty decently. Brent Venable's son. Fun fact. All right, twenty nine Buffalo Bills safety Jordan Battle Alabama. Yeah, Battle's pretty sick. Another guy. Has been playing starting since true freshman year, 2019. Past year, 81.5 coverage grade for Alabama. He's 6'1, 210, great size. Uh, Bama, Bama fucking factory continues. Dude, the factory. What about Joe? I, I like Job a little bit last year. Job was interesting. I, I wouldn't put him in the first round conversation yet. Okay. Um, I, I just, 
No, there's we'll see. The first we'll see. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's Josh Joe, by the way. We just throw out last names like people know. Josh Joe, cornerback, Alabama. Yeah. Had some really good numbers this past year. So you have safety Jordan Battle here of Alabama. At 30, Detroit Lions from the Los Angeles Rams. They grabbed Traylon Burks of Arkansas wide receiver. This guy's a horse. I'm a big <laughs> fan of Traylon Burks. His yeah. size profile is is what the hell is that? He is 6'3, 232 pounds. This past year had Receiving grade of 88.9, 811 yards in nine games for the Razorbacks. And that's what Felipe Franks from the football. Like, you just add a couple hundred for the adjustment, the quarterback adjustment <laughs> there for any other QB. No, I, I mean, he is a size, speed sort of demon. Like, this guy in a straight line is tough to handle. Nine broken tackles on those 50 catches. I, I, I'm excited to see. And that was a true sophomore. So I'm excited to see what he does here as a junior. He's one of, is one of my favorite kind of like, what could he, what could this guy be? What could that next step look like? Because I think he's already added like twenty pounds since he got to Arkansas. He's probably adding another twenty this offseason. He's six foot three, two fifty five. No, uh, thirty one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They grab interior offensive lineman Tyler Linderbaum, a guy that you have loved for a while, man. He is he just if he adds the weight, now, and if he adds the weight, and he ha- he fits the bill. I mean, this is a guy that could go in the first round. Yeah. So the redshirt sophomore last year, he has the, the second highest graded center in the country. Yeah. He only allowed three pressures all season long for Iowa. He is athletic as hell. I mean, he is – we talked about his wrestling background. We talked about when Tristan Wirfs, he beat Wirfs back in back as a wrestler in, in high school. Uh, you beat Wirfs – you beat Tristan Wirfs in wrestling. I'll take you in the first round. Yeah, it, <laughs> Dude, and especially like, his size. They're not similar sized. Yeah. Wrestling more. weight matters. Like, that. that yeah. is not easy. Yeah, Linderbaum. So he came out as a redshirt freshman in 2019. He was starting at center. He looked like he weighed about 250 pounds, and he had a 81.7 overall grade. And it came back this last year, probably added about 20 pounds of muscle, and looked was fucking awesome this past year. So I was a little surprised he didn't come out because I thought he could have been possible first rounder. But if he if he adds even more, like this dude's first rounder. Last one here: Kansas City Chiefs take edge defender out of Florida, Brenton Cox Jr. You brought up, I think, another player's spin move earlier, but Brenton Cox, man, that guy has thrown some spins Cheeky on spin. his tape. His spins are are dirty. I think I have a handful of clips. I'm like, who is this guy? He just kept kept turning it on. Yeah, so he got I think, kicked out of Georgia back after started at Georgia, got kicked out uh, back in 2018. This was retro sophomore. Then this past year, 48 pressures for Florida breakout season. Like you said, six spin move, but just kind of needs needs another year away from uh, those off-field issues. Yeah, we'll get there. Get we'll get there, Brent. We'll get there. That's going to do it for the 2022 NFL mock draft. I'm so interested to see, you know, how many of these guys ultimately end up in the first round. But still, I think what it does really is set the tone for what these classes could be. The cornerback class yeah. can be very interesting. Spencer Rattler is the name to watch at QB. Wide receiver, I'm a big fan of both Garrett Wilson and, and um, Chris Olave at Ohio State. The edge class, Kayvon Thibodeau, Adam Anderson. You're making your call now. Adam Anderson. And if There's you're looking for guy. center tape, if you're looking for center tape, Tylen Linderbaum is your freaking guy. All right, until next time, fellas, Austin Gale, Mike Renner, David Safaro, Mike Quinn, 2 for 1 drafts.